Hello. Oh man. Good. Hey, what's good? Says it's been a long one. Yeah, same. <laughs> Word, but um, you know, we it's third time's a charm, man. Uh, this is third, third installment. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think we got something good brewing. Um, yeah, three the hard way. Exactly. So I want to get started with the with the you know recap of the All Star Weekend, man. Um, you know what was your takeaway? Your thoughts about it? Um. Well. Biggest thing I see just how much more the game itself meant because, like, you know, LeBron cared and just kind of spread the energy to everybody else because before the game really didn't matter. And it's not like baseball where it has implications on, like, you know, playoffs, right. uh, home field advantage, all that good stuff. But um, so it's really just like an exhibition. But LeBron, he brought that energy, and I think it spread to everybody else. And I also think the format changed help that as well with them picking their own team, not being East and West. I think that helped. Yeah, man. I, I think the same thing. I think the uh the changing of format was dope. I I love the idea from day one um when they announced it. And uh the biggest my excitement was I wanted to see like guys like, you know, Russ and K D playing on the same team, LeBron and Kyrie. Like I wanted to see how all that was gonna play out. Well yeah, you know why LeBron picked this team drama. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it actually turned out well. Like, just looking at pregame and how everything turned out, it looked like that team actually really worked out well. And it's crazy that he missed four of his, uh, some of his uh, play- best players due to injury because, you know, I think that team, the, act- the team that he actually picked um, was crazy. Like, that, they wouldn't have even been that close had those, those guys been able to play, which kind of sucks, too, uh, for other reasons. Like, you know, DeMarcus Cousins being hurt. Oh yeah, nailing the call uh, right there. Wasn't it John Wall too? John Wall, well, John Wall's not out for the season, but it does kind of kind of suck that he's been out. Um, but guys like Christos Porzingis being out for the year, like those injuries, especially Demarcus Cousins because he's on a contract year, really affect their money long term for sure. Especially in Achilles, like people come kind of come back, you know, this this day and age from ACLs all uh, fairly often. You know, about a year, maybe one season. But uh, Achilles is nothing to play with, man. Like that, that could really be career altering. Um, so that sucks, man. Yeah, but, Kobe was never the same. Exactly. So, um, you know, I thought I thought the the format was dope. The game itself, like I watched pretty much the entire thing, which I haven't. I didn't. I didn't do that last year. I can't remember the last time I actually watched the All Star game from start to finish. But um, I noticed the first possession, man. It was getting down to defensive stances. And I was I was kind of like, <laughs> I was like all right man let's let's see how this turned out because they were actually like you know getting in stances I haven't seen LeBron get in a defensive stance since like the finals last year. <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's coasting right now. Yeah, so and it's, it's no secret how bad he's been on defense, but uh, I thought that was cool, and I, I was kind of disappointed. You know, obviously I'm a LeBron fan if you haven't noticed yet, but um, obviously I want his team to win, but. I was I just wanted to see a close game too, and I'm glad that's what it turned out to be because at one right. point it was like it was getting kind of ugly. Um, but what about the uh, the other stuff um, besides the actual game, like the weekend? You know, everybody's talking about Fergie and her. <laughs> I will see the thing about Fergie. I don't think Fergie like her singing wasn't that bad. I mean, there was like a couple of notes she missed, yeah. But I think like anytime you try to do the anthem, because I remember one time I want to say it was a boxing match. Jamie Foxx tried to do it. He tried to freak oh, yeah. it the same way she did. It was terrible. I mean, you know, 
Jamie's like the most that. talented man in the world, but that just won't cut it, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, I remember that, yo. I do remember yeah. Jamie Foxx. It might have been a Floyd. Um, I think he was doing something weird where he'd be like, "The Rock is regular." Yeah, 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 yeah. It was something like that he was doing, where yeah. he did the words like that at the end. That that was my thing with Fergie too, man. I just thought she was trying a little bit too much, trying to put a little extra spin on it, and, and it didn't really work out too well. Um, it wasn't like, the worst. To apologize about on Twitter, she did or she did. She did apologize. I don't know if it was on Twitter, but she did apologize. Okay, from what I saw, I did see a couple of different things on like Bleacher Report saying that it looked like she was kind of like defending herself, saying like you know she just want she was trying something different or whatever. But you know that was interesting <laughs> to say the least. But very um, as far as like the you know stuff like the dunk contest and the three point contest, I actually wanted to I had picked Larry Nance to win, um, you know, but I wanted to see and I, I, I noticed the format changed a lot recently. I want to see mm-hmm. more dunks, man. Like I want to see these guys. I want to see a first round, the semis, and then the finals, at least. You know what I'm saying? You know, two dunks each round. Um, because I think that oversaturates the product, bro. You can only have so many good dunks. Yeah. I mean, it's like already to the point where it's like, what are you going to do now? I mean, but if, if you watch, and I, I guess there's something to say. Like, if I'm a dunker and I know I could get up high, I'm borrowing dunks from some of these lesser named dunkers. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Oh, yeah. YouTube dunkers. The yeah, white like dunk. YouTube dunkers and stuff like that. Like, um, there's a dunk called like the Scorpion, I think it's called, with this guy. Um, you know, he what he does is like he, you know, takes an alley oop or somebody's holding the ball next to the rim. He goes up and he dunks the ball like behind his back. Like he's not even looking at the rim. And um <laughs> It's like a crazy looking dunk. I don't really care for how it looks, but I can appreciate how difficult it is to actually complete. Like, and people, you know, you, you know, guys like Dennis Smith Jr. Like, he was he did a reverse three sixty between the legs. Like, I remember playing NBA Live '05, and that was the first time I ever seen somebody do that. And I was like, nobody will be ever be able to do that. And this dude did it almost with ease. So coming straight out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Exactly. So. I wanted to see him get at least another chance, even if they do, you know, let's say the semis. Yeah. If in the semis, they do one dunk or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to see something to where guys get more opportunities because he, he had a fair point about him being robbed. I don't know if he was robbed, but I could see why he may think that because that 360 between the legs was really overlooked. Like, people keep talking about that Larry Nance dunk when he threw it off the glass and tapped it again. That was cool, but my man did it. I mean, I like, it's like – like, it's one of those things where it doesn't look that good, but that dunk had a real degree of difficulty to it. I, I No, I, I get it, and I appreciate it. Like, some people didn't even notice that he did it when, when he when he dunked I it. Like, the replay. Yeah, like, I, I noticed it, and I was like, okay, I see. I, I like the creativity. I think it was different, but that wasn't, like, to me, still not better than that 360 reverse between the legs. Like, that's that's still not better than that. Like, I don't, I don't – like, it was a good dunk, and I – like, that was part of the creativity, but – um, people are talking about that. It seems like at least people are talking about that more than they're talking about, um, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. I thought, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, I thought that he definitely had a chance to win. I thought all the guys had a chance to win, really. But Donovan Mitchell definitely had a chance to win. But that that last dunk that he did, it was like, for like nostalgia purposes. For some reason, everybody loves Vince Carter right now. Like, yeah. That dunk was okay. Like even when Vince Carter did it, it looked a lot better. 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't think that dunk was that impressive whenever dude jumped over the Hart family, like, because they're already short and they was like, you know, squatted down. Right. I think the impressiveness, especially with replay, kind of helps is that he was kind of stressed out. Like, you saw how high he got, how far he was stressed out. So, even if it was a guy, and somebody said it, um, he could have jumped over Embiid standing up. Right. Like, he could have put Embiid up there, had Embiid just bend his head That's what it looked like. You said, let it say it again? Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like he could have jumped right over somebody taller. So, it's just like, why didn't he do that? It would look better. Exactly. And I, I feel like he didn't really plan on having Kevin Hart, <laughs> and Kevin, what I, who I guess is Kevin Hart's son out there. Like, I think it was a whole fan. It, that, that was his sister, but Kevin Hart. Okay. That was definitely his sister, but I don't think he planned on having Kevin Hart out there because Kevin Hart did not look like he was ready with that Gucci jacket on. <laughs> Kevin Hart said so he just popping out everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Which I guess you know he promoting that uh that new tour that he got coming out where it was irresponsible or something so um, i'm coming fresh off jumanji too exactly i still haven't seen that movie i gotta go see that i need um, to see it too um so yeah um my take that was my takeaway shout out to spencer dinwiddie from the brooklyn nets uh backup point guard i won the skills challenge exactly won the skills challenge as boring as that was <laughs> very boring and then a three-point contest people giving uh, paul george a hard time he Boy, he bombed. What did he get? Like seven points, five yeah. points. Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. It was El Terrible. No, <laughs> so that that was interesting. I didn't even. I was wasn't even paying attention when uh, Devin Booker hit twenty three, uh, twenty eight points. I think that was I saw crazy. that. That was crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't even expect that. But um, I mean, uh, people say that three point contest is. Uh, a fun, you know, more fun event because it's like, you know, there's no creativity, there's no judgment calls. It's like either you made it or you did, which to me is like the whole point of it not being fun. Like I don't know what you think, but I always rather at least give the dunk contest a chance, unless it's just a bunch of scrubs like it was last year. Um, well, well, I'll give it this: it's funner now because the three point shots so much more incorporated in the game and the shooters are better that we're like, you can see somebody go on a run where D book did. And I'm surprised we didn't see a lot of guys get at least a 20 point score. I, th- right. I think there were only like three 20 point scores and one was book and one was clay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, the first couple of rounds was kind of boring, um, for me, but yeah, it did seem like it picked up. And I said, cause even clay lost, he lost, but he had 23. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was close. He was close in that last round. And it's, the crazy part about it is that he, Devin Booker hit the 28, and he had to beat that. I know he went up there like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. I just knew Clay was going to beat it, though. He was my pick to win, but I had D-Book at the, um, as my uh, second. I think he's the future of the league, at least at his position. Did you hear what he said on the podcast that he think he's better than Jordan? Uh, no, what did he say? Yeah, better than Jordan. I mean, you got to think that. He, I mean, like, he, he might know better, but he definitely thinks that. I think he was kind of joking, but his reasoning was for it was because he scored 70 points and Jordan never hit 70. He did drop 70. That Yo, that night was crazy because he dropped it on the uh, It Celtics. Yeah. But it- Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> He, and they still lost, though. 
<laughs> they still lost. Yo, I remember that night because he went and posted it on uh, Instagram. And I was at my cousin's house whenever it happened. He posted it on uh, Instagram. And my dude, Jay Crowder, was like, y'all still lost. And, you know, Crowder had to guard him tonight. All, all, all he said back was, you can't guard me. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> yeah, I did see that in the comments. Because they, they had the little 70 like he was Wilt. <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah, was funny. you can't guard that's funny, but um, my other takeaway from the from the All Star recap was uh, was Quavo, <laughs> Quavo winning the celebrity celebrity game, dropped like nineteen points and like a couple rebounds and assists. And I was watching, I was like, he's like one of the few of them out there that actually kind of still balls. Um, I feel like on a not a consistent basis, but he's the one of the few that has skills. So if I had to make a bet, I definitely would have picked him to win. Um, that you know, um. You know, I started to pick him for my game six performance of the week because not only did he get MVP, but he did it on national TV when he has warrants out for his arrest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's the funny part. I, I did notice, like, this whole week he was on first take and he was on a whole bunch of other shows doing some sort of press run. And I'm like, yo, isn't he, like, kind of in trouble with, like, robbing somebody or beating somebody up for some jury or something crazy like what's going on with this people was like totally ignoring that um so yeah that that is sound like me mill need some tips don't it yeah exactly um so that was that was interesting but that that would be a pretty funny game six of the week but um you know what did you think of the trades that happened um because we didn't get to talk about it recently but the trades that happened at the deadline Dude, the Cavs are so much better. They are ridiculously better, and it's like just because they're more athletic. I'm not gonna say they're a better defensive team, but they have a better potential to be a better defensive team. And um, you know, I think it's good that they kept the pick, but got all those other little pieces into place because you have the foundations for a team, and they still have that pick. If I'm them. I'm thinking you could either Braun leaves and you keep that pick and you got you bring in a young guy who can be your piece going forward who doesn't come into a losing culture because they're in the East and they still have a really good team. Or you could move that pick this summer and move a contract like Tristan Thompson's and maybe get a big guy to come in and complement what they already have and then they'd be able to contend with, you know, the Warriors. That's how I feel. Right. Um, this I, there's a possibility that they may do some sort of signing trade with the Clippers for DeAndre, because um, I think he's he's going off. Like, this is his contract year, and you know, looking at some of the interviews that he's had, he is really uh, like honest about how much he doesn't trust the organization at this point, um, which I guess I I can't blame him. I, I do like the trades that the Cavs made. It was crazy when it happened because I was at work. I was I was at lunch at work, and I was like. You know, I had the notifications for Adrian Wojnarowski and everything, and I was like, "Yo, like this is crazy!" Like I didn't. They dropped the Woj bomb. Exactly, and I didn't even expect that. Like I didn't. I really did not think they was going to trade it. Like I know they kind of had to, but I didn't really expect that, especially without getting rid of that pick. Uh, I'm surprised they kept the pick. Yeah, exactly. And, and got what they got. There was an, there was a possibility, you know, you know, working closely with the Hornets. Um, they they uh actually did try to get Kimball Walker, but. The Hornets, thank thank God, wasn't going to do that without the. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and they did try to you know make something happen with DeAndre before they made the other trades. 
Um, but for some reason, that, that fell through. And I'm kind of glad it did because I do think that he would be a pretty good piece. But I do like these pieces better moving forward. Like you said, because they're younger. Three of the four guys are 25 years old and athletic. Um, can still space the floor a little bit. Uh, and they don't, they don't have a problem. I think the biggest thing, they won't have much of a chemistry problem fitting in with uh, a star like LeBron and playing that second fiddle. You know what I'm saying? Like, IT I came out that one year, and he felt like he was almost on the same level as LeBron. So that was where, like, you know, that's going <laughs> to – that that kind of – Who do you think you are? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Who, who do you think you are, IT? Because <laughs> you are not that guy. But – um so that's that's cool. Um, I do like the Joe Johnson, and I, I I've been saying this since the off season. The Warriors are not winning the championship. I'm I'm, I'm like I'm telling y'all right now. Like, Who's I'm, gonna stop him, Sway? Huh? Who's who who is gonna stop him? Here's my prediction. I I was hoping that the Pelicans would see them in the first round, um, because I think the Warriors have problem with size, and I've seen the Pelicans play the Warriors so many times, and almost every game the Pelicans are up twenty but then lose the lead. I don't know how that happens, but it keeps happening. Um, Ain't got nobody to handle the ball. Exactly. And um, so when the the Marcus went down, that kind of, you know, I was like, ah, maybe that's not going to happen. But now with the Nuggets, I don't know if you noticed, the Nuggets beat them a couple of times. I think the Nuggets are the only team to beat the Warriors at least once the past four years. Um, And the past couple of games have been blowouts. Now, obviously that's not going to happen in the playoffs, but, my point is they're not going to walk through the, the West like they did last year. That's one. Two, if you watch the Warriors recently, they, they you know, they're almost have the same amount of losses this season so far, even though it's halfway through as they've had the entire Steve Kerr tenure, which has been the past four seasons. So that says something. Um, I don't, I think there's something to be said about them keep going to the finals and, and keep going uh, deep into the playoffs every year. It kind of gets physically, uh, physically and mentally draining. That's why they was on the sidelines coaching <laughs> against the Suns because, you know, it, it takes a toll on you. But um, I said it before the year started. I just had a feeling that this they can't repeat. They're not – they're a really great team. They had a great run last year. I feel like that was that one, honestly, unless something – they shake it up a little bit. And I think LeBron going to the Warriors was the only thing that was really going to shake it up, um, which, God, mm. please don't let that happen. Please. Don't happen. Oh, my God. Please don't let that happen. But uh, It'll fracture the universe. Exactly. No, really, like, what was that, DC, the new 52? Uh, uh, flash, <laughs> Infinite crisis. Infinite crisis, flashpoint. You know, yeah, none of that. I don't want anything. Yeah. Flashpoint. Yeah, so um, – I just don't think they're going to make it. I think the Houston Rockets, and I said it before the year, they beat them game one, and they didn't beat them again a couple weeks ago. Um, they playing well, and they play the Rockets play defense enough to where they they can get enough stops to stop the Warriors, um, and, and and maybe even get lucky because pe- people forget the Warriors were down three one to the OKC Thunder. Can you look at that th- Thunder? And I granted the Thunder now. I mean, the Warriors now have a correct Kevin Durant, but can you look at that Thunder team a couple seasons ago and definitive, definitively tell me that they're better than the Rockets right now? Um. Well, that team, I don't know. It's hard to say. Chris Paul doesn't have an MVP. They had two MVPs on that team, along with Cantor and Stephen Adams, and a lot of other pieces. So. And I feel like that Oklahoma City team was better coached because even if you don't like Donovan, they still had uh, the culture that was in from Scott Brooks. I don't really like D'Antoni. You know, it's like you show him a defensive playbook, 
And he's like, what is that? I don't even use that. <laughs> so, no, man. I just I don't have faith in the Rockets because coach, two stars have been playoff bust so far. Like, Chris Paul. Oh, man. That year they lost to the Rockets. I, th- I yeah. think they had just beat the Spurs in six or seven. seven. Went up on the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had went up on the Rockets a couple games, didn't they? Yeah, they were, they were up 3-1. Up 3-1 and lost the series. Oh, my goodness. That, that is Chris Paul. And James Harden is, like, for real, like, the choke master. And then he turns into the booty master because he goes out there and he lose. He'll just flop around in a game and lose like he did against Spurs last year. And then you see him on TMZ in the strip club and, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, there were features. <laughs> Yeah, I will say that game six last year was terrible. Like, people give LeBron crap for the Miami series. I mean, for the Dallas series a couple years ago. That game six against the Spurs, they were at home. The Spurs did not have Kawhi Leonard, and he still lost by almost 40 points. And I think he had, like, he was like 2 of 11 or something crazy like that. Like, bro, really? Like, really? So, that, that was terrible. Um I totally agree with you as to why you, you know, may not trust them. I'm just saying, I think, especially if, look at look, look at the way OKC plays against the Warriors, man. OKC, they, you know, Kevin Durant and Russell may be buddy-buddy at the All-Star weekend, but trust and believe Russell is trying to knock that dude out the playoffs. I don't think Russell likes Steph Curry. I know he doesn't like Kevin Durant as much as, it, you know, may seem as recently. That's that self-hate. Exactly. Well, wait, wait. <laughs> self-hate. Boy, he just stuffed this stuff out there. He said, I don't like them white-skinned cats and KD out there now. He think he likes them. <laughs> I don't like them guys. <laughs> so, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll mess with them like that. And, and look at the last game, man. He was, like, it's, it's going to be tough. Paul George is a really good matchup for KD. Because he plays the defense well, but he also forces KD to, uh, you know, play uh, hustle on offense. You know, when when Paul when the OKC is on offense, um, LeBron at this point, his KD is a tough matchup. One because of the length, and two because LeBron isn't playing as good a defense as he used to, and partly because he has relying on himself so much on offense. So that's why it was a bad matchup in the finals this year. I do think it may will be a little bit different. So. Let's just say this is a scenario where the OKC faces the Thunder in the first round. I mean, the uh, uh, Nuggets in the first round. I think that's a six-game series, possibly. OKC four, but continue. <laughs> OKC is is a. I think OKC can definitely beat them in the second round, absolutely. And then Houston will give them work in that in that conference finals. So then you look at that, and they're not as it's not as easy as a road to the finals like it was last year. They're not as well rested as they would be when they were last year. And the year before that, when they weren't real rested, when they had seven game series, you saw what happened in the finals. Um, so then you get to the finals and you face a Cavs team that's younger, that's more athletic, that has a still prime LeBron. We've seen we've seen LeBron the past couple of games, and he's back to what he what he used to. Um, and I know you got the numbers, and he almost averaging almost a triple double again. Triple double with thirty points. With thirty points, what he did in the finals, which is people, it's crazy that people keep forgetting that he averaged a triple double over fifty percent in the finals at thirty points a game. Yes, people keep talking about KD, but I'm like LeBron was still putting in that work. Anyway, I say all that to say it's going to be a tougher role, and I definitely think they could trip up and slip up. Um, 
and take this year off, so to speak, and then we back, you know, come back and make it tough for everybody next year. But, you know, any predictions, you know, after the trades and everything like that that you can see uh, coming up? Um, well, um, to piggyback off what you had to say in the West, I think Golden State still a clear-cut favorite, but I've been thinking about it, and their entire – like this whole entire run they've been on in the playoffs, they haven't really had any competition in the West because the best Western Conference team they played the last three years was San Antonio without Kawhi Leonard, I feel so. Well, the OKC team too. Never mind. I take that back. You're right. But they beat that one team and they got two wins. No, they got one win over the Cavs because that first championship you were playing LeBron and Della Vadova. <laughs> so, like, to me, like, they got two really good series wins throughout a three-year playoff run. So, it'll be interesting to see if they can hold up throughout this year. Because, like, even though you're saying they could potentially play all those teams, I don't know. Like, they've had some luck with the seeding the last couple of years. Because, like, man, that first year they beat Pelicans, the Rockets, and I think the Grizzlies. Right. So, like, they didn't really have all that much competition. And, and um, keep in mind, Pelicans didn't have their starting point guard. Rockets didn't have – nobody had – in that first run where they won the championship, nobody had their starting point guard. No team. Right. Right. And that Pelicans team and Davis was, like, effectively the second-best ball handler on that team. Exactly. So, um, but in the East, man, Boston has no chance. People can keep – Believing in the green all you want, but they have no chance. I think Cleveland is pretty much a lot for the finals, but Toronto could be a dark horse. I feel they could be a dark horse. I think they got the confidence. They got the swag, and I just think they match up better than Boston does because Boston's really kind of doing it, I guess, kind of you'd say the Spurs way because, like, with the exception of those three guys, they kind of got a lot of junk guys. Yeah, just dialing it in with the X's and O's, and they're reeling off wins in the East. Right. Um, what I will say about Boston that I like is I like guys like Rozier. They they kind of what they the system that they built around, obviously with great coaching with with Brad Stevens, but also they got a lot of great guys um, that can play multiple positions uh, and and like switch defensively, which is honestly like the key to beating a team like the Warriors. Um, and that could, that's the key to beating almost any team. When you can switch and you're not losing too much defensively, that's a huge deal. And then you or, and you look at the flip side on offense, you got guys who can still kind of stretch the floor. Um, they could be really dangerous. And early in the year, I was kind of, kind of nervous about them, um, if, you know, if I, if I was a Cavs fan. But uh, especially after the trade, and we saw it. Like the first game that those guys played with each other, they they wiped the floor of Boston, and you know people can make excuses about oh it was you know it was a regular season and, and everything like these that. were the not good calves. Yeah, like um, that was still the the Paul Pierce night. Um, it was their first team with the new players, and dudes that I don't even think they had practice, <laughs> and it was out here and they beat them by thirty points. Like I don't, yeah, that that's. That let me mm-hmm. that let me know, like you said, that Boston still has a ways to go. I do have a feel if Gordon Hay- Hayward was healthy, that would make a difference. I think Gordon Hayward being healthy would make it closer to a six game series. They would still lose, but 
Uh, it would make it a little in game six. <laughs> exactly, game six. Um, so that's what I feel about Boston. I'm I'm not sold on Toronto. The way you feel about Houston and the guys that have been like underperforming in the playoffs, I feel exactly the same about um, Toronto. I've seen them in the playoffs too much. I saw them in the playoffs last season. They low key quit, man. Like people don't talk about that enough. They were talking like Kyle Lowry because he was in a contract year was talking after that series like he wanted to play with LeBron. He was gassing up LeBron so much. And like I said, I'm a LeBron I fan. Mean, I want to play with LeBron too. You get to go to the finals all the time. Yeah, you, but it's like you buddies with him, you'll get a contract. Like <laughs> But it's like, bro, like you just played against him. Like, what do you mean that oh he was low-key talking like nobody's gonna go to the finals as long as LeBron is in the league in the East. Like what are you like, bro, what are you saying? I, I was Yo, do you watch Game of Zone? Uh you said in the zone with Chris Broussard? In a game of zone. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that show. Yeah, I just, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, back. Have you seen that when they did about uh the feast of the east? <laughs> you got to remind me which one that was. That's the one where uh, Isaiah Thomas comes up to him and says, "We're taking the east this year," and then it goes to a flashback where LeBron's like, "Not this again," and then it goes to the Pacers from last year, and then it goes, <laughs> and then it goes to the Celtics, and it just keeps going back and back and back. I did, yeah. I, I do remember that one because uh, they were all at like, the, the dinner table or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Game of Zones, man. I'm glad it's coming back. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, the trailer. Yeah, during the playoffs. I, I just love how they add so many different things, like so many, I guess you could say, Easter eggs or whatever. Um, I think yeah. that's dope. And a lot of them, you got to watch it like three or four times, man, because on the first run, you're not going to catch everything. Um, and it's, Not more, it's, it's, it's hilarious too, but, um, I did, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sold on uh, Toronto at all. Um, I do think there was some matchups that would, you know, be difficult for the Cavs. I don't think so this year. That was more so last year, but this year, I think they, they match up pretty well with everybody. I think maybe a team like, uh, I can't think of them. Oh, Milwaukee, maybe, um, you know, maybe an interesting matchup for them. Um, nah, they blew that up whenever they got rid of Jason Kidd. Well, but apparently from what I hear, and I, I know one Milwaukee fan who's been a fan for years, um, Jason Kidd was terrible. Like his his his, his road to end. Speaking can be terrible, but if you're fighting for playoff positioning and you got a chance to make a legitimate playoff run, why fire the coach during the season? I agree with that. The timing was weird, for sure. Unless you got LeBron on your team, and it don't matter because he coaching anyway. But LeBron don't play for Milwaukee. <laughs> I totally agree with that, man. I, I that the timing was weird. Um, I don't know much about the interim coach, so that usually is the premise when you fire your coach midseason that you obviously don't really have big plans for the postseason. Um, but of course they do. They're at a point where they can definitely make it to the. Eastern Conference Finals. Like, I, honestly, they could get hot. They can. I know. I know they haven't won a series yet, but they can get hot. And Giannis, with the right matchups, can be unguardable. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, the Cavs are going to the finals. LeBron is about to make it his eighth in a row, which is ridiculous. Like, you want to make an argument for greatest of all time? This dude went to eight finals by himself with two different teams. Um, and two. He beats the best competition you can beat in the finals too. Exactly, exactly. Um, and people say, oh, the East sucks. 
I, I look at it more of the Tom Brady conversation where Tom Brady went to, you know, he's won a division almost every year for the last at least 10 years. And um, the biggest knock on him is like, oh, you got the Jets and you got who was in the, the Bills and the Miami Dolphins. And for most of those seasons, they suck. But it's still to me like, yo, that means that I still respect that because, like, you've been consistently great for so long. Get to the finals. I don't care if you're LeBron James. Ain't isn't that easy? <laughs> ain't easy. It's not because if it is, would have win every time, and Magic would have win every time, and they, look, you know Jordan win every time. Jordan didn't go every time. Exactly. So even when he won six championships, granted it was six in like eight years technically or whatever, um, but he didn't go every year. He only went three times in a row consecutively, twice, which is still impressive and impressive in itself, but he took time off after each of those three-peats, you know what I'm saying, because it was so draining. One time, it was, you know, for other reasons, off the court, but um, there's something to be said about making it eight years in a row with uh, two different, totally different teams. Almost every year, you got a different type of roster. Like, that. that's a lot of different, different, coach. different coaches, and coaches that, you know, Eric Spolster is, is well-respected now, um, and he's got a lot of, you know, he's done a lot with not the best talent recently, but Ty Lue and David Blatt and Eric Spolster, they weren't, they're not Popovich, they're not Phil Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Like, he hasn't had those type of coaches, and it's, it's I think there's a lot to be said about that. You know, the biggest thing about LeBron's career I think people forget about is that series he had against the Pistons where he carried Josh Gibson to the finals. <laughs> Josh Gibson, I think, was Larry Hughes on that team, or did they have uh, in the finals? Yeah, in the finals, yeah, yeah. So he carried Josh Gibson, Larry Hughes, and Big Z, Il Gaskis. He carried them to the finals, and like people say, the East was a cakewalk. They went through that year. Well, Miami won't good that year with Dwayne Wade, but they did have to beat that stacked Pistons team, and that Pistons team said. We're not gonna be able to beat LeBron, and they blew it up that that very next year. They blew it up. That's the year they got AI. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I I definitely agree with you with that, and um, you know that's that's one of the biggest things with me about LeBron. I still think he's the second best player ever, uh, and it's gonna be hard for him, for him to top. Uh, I put him first. You think he's better than Jordan? I think he's better. Um, I mean, well, I think Jordan is better in the aspect of like hitting game winning shots and being a better scorer, but I think LeBron's better pretty much everywhere else. I'd say at their peak, they're about even defensively, but I don't know because LeBron was like a defensive player of the year type of candidate player. I don't really remember if Jordan was that good defensively. He, he did one, I'll go, he actually won it one year. I'm thinking, nine. okay, give Jordan the edge on defense, but everywhere else, I'll give it to LeBron. Everywhere else, give it to LeBron. There, there's been some aspects of LeBron's career, some some years, like the year that Marcus Hall won it. LeBron had a great great case for it. Like, and the biggest thing with LeBron, obviously, because of his size, but he's able to switch on a point guard and also for for moments guard centers, um, who aren't, especially if they're not like the low post dominant centers. But he can guard centers, even in the in the in the, the All Star game, he was guarding Embiid, and and centers can guard him exactly. Um, so yeah, I do think I might give Jordan the edge on defense, 
but it's a close it's close enough. And even if you think even if you think Jordan is a better scorer, um it's not like LeBron just averaging 20 points for his career. The dude averages 27 points for his career. There's only been one season where he averaged less than 25 points a game. One season. Yeah, and that's rookie year one. Didn't he get like 22 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, his rookie year still averaged 20 points a game. And every year after that, he's been 25 plus consistently. Like even Jordan did well, well, where I give LeBron the edge would probably be finals opponents. That's where I give him the edge. He beat the big three in Oklahoma City. He took down the Warriors, and he also took down the Spurs. Actually, is the first time the Spurs lost in the finals when he beat them? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think that was the first year because they, they beat the Pistons. They beat the – who the Spurs? They beat the Nets. They beat the Nets. Um, yeah. That was yeah. That was the first time. Yeah, first time they lost. Like he's beating like legitimately great teams. Jordan, who would he beat? Like he beat Phoenix, which they had Barkley, and then my dad will be like, "But they had this guy and this guy and this guy," and that shows you how good they were. Because I'm saying this guy, this guy, and this guy. I, I don't know their names. Like <laughs> some guys. Phoenix was a pretty good team. They had Daryl Moore. I think they did have Larry Johnson, Johnson didn't they? They had Kevin Johnson. Um, Kevin Johnson. Yeah, Kevin Johnson was pretty good, and they had uh, Mar Marjorie, Daryl Marjorie, or whatever. Uh, he was a pretty good player in that time, but they they definitely weren't any of the three teams that you named against LeBron. Um, then Supersonics. Supersonics. They were okay, but I mean, if you think about it, Supersonics, as good as they were, you like there's plenty of teams that now can probably beat the Supersonics. You had that could be. Yeah. You had a Gary Payton who was great, but they didn't have any like great scorers like that. Like, Sean Kemp was great because his athleticism, but you're not looking at Sean Kemp as one of the best power forwards ever. You know what I'm saying? But I think you can make an argument that Blake Griffin is better than Sean Kemp. <laughs> I mean, you really could. So, yeah. So, uh, you know. And he can't do nothing in the playoffs, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you got Portland, which they were a pretty good team uh, again, but they had, you know, Clyde Drexler and Cliff Robinson. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, problems. I will give um Utah though because it beat like two Hall of Famers, right. but I only give them the first series because once you do it once, 